This is a sheer on Likutei Sichais, Chelek Chof Gimel, Shlach Aleph. Chapter, book 23 of Likutei Sichais, Shlach, the first Sichah. And the Pasuk, Shlach Lecha Anoshim, our sages tell us, Shlach Lecha Ledaitcha, it says, Shlach Lecha, send for yourself, Anoshim people. This is talking about the Pasha of sending the 12 spies to scout out Eretz Yisrael. In other words, that the sending of the Meraglim had to be Ledaitcha, you, Moshe, Shlach Lecha, send for yourself. In other words, according to your perception of what is right to do. And your, according to your, um, According to your decision, whether or not to send Meraglim. Hashem is telling Moshe Rabbeinu that Ani Eini Metzava Eizach, I am not instructing you, send if you wish. So we have to understand, Moshe Rabbeinu was a faithful servant of Hashem. From this we understand that the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu even had an opinion to send Meraglim, it was obviously because that was the opinion, that was the das, that was the um, yeah, that was the opinion of his master, Vashem, as the Pasuk says, that actually when they were sent, according to the instruction of Hashem, in other words, with the permission of Hashem. So Rashi says that, what does it mean that they were sent? They were sent, because Hashem said, I didn't instruct them, but they were sent by permission of Hashem, which means that in and of itself, the sending of the Meraglim is a good thing. Hashem agreed to it. As the Ramban explains, that the usual way of conquering a land is through first sending scouts to find out what's the best way, what's the easiest way to conquer the land. And since we have a rule that we don't rely on a miracle, and you need to prepare for war in a natural way, in other words, even when Hashem says, I'm going to back you up, it's going to be good. Still in all, Hashem also, on the other hand, instructs that he wants his world to operate in a natural way, and we have to prepare naturally. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu agreed to send them an Aglim, because he said it doesn't mean to say that we're saying that we're going to go into the land without Hashem's miraculous help. It's just, even to a miracle, Hashem gives instructions, don't rely on the miracle. So we're preparing naturally, so, so the Ramban explains. So it's not understood, based on all this, <coughs> that Hashem agreed to it, and that that's really the way Hashem wants us to operate in general. So why did Moshe Rabbeinu not instruct, sorry, why did Hashem not instruct Moshe to send the Meraglim? Why did he say in the, this language, Shlach Lecha, I'm not commanding you, but you, Moshe, it's going to be according to your opinion of what's the right thing to do here. Why didn't he instruct? Also, we have to understand about the Meraglim, Rashi says that at that time, when they were chosen to be sent, they were righteous people, they were good people. As we understand also in our simple intellect, Moshe Rabbeinu, he chose them himself, so they were obviously not just generally good people, but they were obviously the best suited for the shlichus. Yeah. <coughs> Let me, let me, may, may I just uh, interject here? It's the week before Gimel um, Tamil's story of the Rebbe. The well-known answer written to, I believe, to Mrs. Gorelick from Milan, Italy, when she, at the very beginning of her shlichus in 1958, it was difficult. She wrote um, 
in the earlier years, she wrote to the Rebbe saying that, you know, it's perhaps beyond her abilities. And the Rebbe said, are you casting doubts on the judgment of the one who sent you? In other words, the Rebbe had sent them. And the Rebbe saying, I, you know, I, I took into account your qualities and your abilities, and I sent you. Are you, are you doubting my judgment here about whom I sent, whether it was an appropriate appointment? Of course not. <laughs> so, Moshe Rabbeinu chooses who to send, and it says, they were good at that time. In other words, not just that they were good, good guys in general. That obviously means to say that they were the best suited for this task. So how is it possible that they had such a tremendous change from one extreme to the other extreme, that not just did their shlichus not get fulfilled appropriately, but they brought upon the Jews what is called, in the language of our sages, a, a crying for generations, actually, Tishabov, the night that the Jews cried, when the spies came back and said, uh, gave an unfavorable report of the land, the Jews cried that night, Hashem said, this is going to be a crying for generations. That later on became the same night of Tishabov and so on. How did they mess up so badly if they were chosen by Moshe? They were the right people, according to him. Base. We'll understand this by first understanding an explanation in what we find that the shlichus in general comprised of two part, two parts. Aleph, first of all, the shlichus was to find out the details that are relevant to conquering the land. Check it out, see are they strong? Are there many people? Are there fortified cities? Got to do with checking out the terrain, checking out who the people are, how is it conquerable? Based. The second thing they had to find out was details about the land itself. In other words, is it a good land? Is it fat? Does it produce good fruits? And it was so relevant to um, to their their mission to bring back a report on the the way the land produces and um, the quality of the land to the extent that Moshe says you shall strengthen yourselves and take from the fruit of the land in other words it may not be easy says Moshe Rabbeinu and this may put your lives in jeopardy because when they start schlepping back um, uh, fruits of the land it may become it may expose their cover that they're actually spies looking to scout out the land, how to overcome it, how to take it over. Nonetheless, Moshe Rabbein says, strengthen yourself and come back at all costs, come back with come back with the fruits of the land. So it's not understood. Tak, uh, we know that seeing cannot be compared to hearing. In other words, as much as you describe the greatness of the land, doesn't compare to seeing the luscious fruits that you bring back. And therefore, notwithstanding the fact that Eretz Yisrael has already been described by Hashem to the Jewish people as an expansive land, a good and expansive land, Eretz Yisrael land, honey. So Hashem has already, so to speak, explained it to them so that they can hear and understand and comprehend. And we know that the Eden are believers, they are believers, the children of believers. Especially that this doesn't really require Emunah because... They were living in Egypt, and people that were living in Egypt were not so geographically distanced from the land of Canaan, the land of Eretz Yisrael, so they must have known what was going on there, and it was a genuinely good land. Okay, so they, they had heard it's a good land, but that obviously is not as impressive as seeing the fruits, the luscious fruits, of extraordinary fruits of Eretz Yisrael that were growing at that time. 
And obviously we understand that that would bring by the, the Eden a great simcha, great joy. And they would go up to Eretzro with joy. And that was the nature of the emission, to bring back things that would make them excited about going to Eretzro. Nonetheless, is it really that important to the extent that you place in danger the lives of the, of the scouts, of the spies? It's important, but is it that important? Gimel. So one of the explanations about this is, yeah, it's very important. Why? Even though that the basis of keeping Teda is first saying Nase, saying Nase before Nishma. Nase is, I will, we will do. Nishma is, we will hear and understand and comprehend the details. Nase is obedience. We'll do whatever you say, Hashem. Nishma is, we'll try and comprehend the details, and get motivated to do it. So really what's most important, most important is to say, yes, I will. Nonetheless, saying we will is not enough in itself. You also need, after you say the obedient words, I will do whatever Hashem says, you need to also have nishma, which means we will understand. Like it says in the Apostle, speak for my, for your servant listens, and those listens, I'm understanding, I'm comprehending. So there needs to be first an obedient, yes, I will do whatever Hashem says, and then and we will try and comprehend it also on our own, with our own capabilities. So this was also with regard to going into Eretz Yisrael. Hashem Taka told the Eden that it's a, it's a land, it's, a, it's a, a good and expansive land, but Hashem wanted that the Jews should go into Eretz Yisrael, understanding in their own comprehensive, in their own comprehension, in their own wisdom and their own seichel, that this is a good land. And that's why, and that's the point of this mission. So Moshe Rabbeinu told them they need to bring back from the fruits of the land in order that the Jewish people should be motivated to go to Eretz Yisrael, not just because they're obediently following instructions that Hashem gave them, Nasa, but no, because they themselves understand this is the best thing for their future and for their children to go into this luscious, special, extraordinarily bestowed land and this is so in other words this is not just an addendum to the shlichas bring back some bring back some fruit so they you know they can get excited the, the the this was the whole purpose of the mission was to get them excited so it wouldn't just be an obedient march into the land of israel it would be a um, an excited uh, dance in the land of israel the same thing is about the first part of the shlichas not just how the, uh, the earth produces but also um, what way should it be? What's the best way to um, overcome it, to to um, to conquer it, by finding the best, most natural way to conquer Israel? The intention was that the Yidden should now comprehend in their own intellect that we're able to do this. Who said the famous words "Yochel Nuchal Lo"? We were able to do it. We're going to get to this. At any rate, this is, by the way, 21, the Rebbe says, this is one of the reasons what we're explaining here is one of the reasons why, even though the Eden, before giving of the Torah, are described as saying, Nase, we will do, there's another passage that described, they said two words. That's the one we're more familiar with, Nase, we will do, and we will comprehend. Because what Hashem wants is we should do things obediently, but we should actually not stop there. We should also bring it into our own comprehension so we do it also joyfully, because we understand it's the best thing to do. 
And this is the reason why Hashem didn't tell and instruct about sending the Meraglim. He said, send it if you wish, according to your own comprehension. Because the whole intention of sending the Meraglim is to achieve by the Eden this goal of Nishma, that they should comprehend and understand the greatness of going into Israel. And therefore, Hashem also wanted that the entire process should be one where it's based on the understanding of the people that are involved. So Hashem says to Moshe, do it based on your understanding that it's a good thing to do. <coughs> Not in a way where you're following obediently a command. In other words, to use maybe modern language, we talk about branding. Branding, everything should be following the same theme. Everything should have the same look. Everything should have the same concept. Here the concept is Hashem wants the Jewish people to understand what they're about to do. To do it based on their own comprehension. Based on their own um, feeling at ease and excited about what they're doing. So Hashem says it's going to start that way from beginning to end. The sending is also not going to be based on obedience to my command. Hashem, if you wish, send. So the whole way through, it's based on Nishma, it's based on the Eden. And Moshe Rabbeinu doing it because they understand this is the right thing to do. And then seeing the land, becoming excited about the land, Dalit. So now we'll also understand how the Meraglim, even though they were kosher, they were the best suited for the task at that time, how did they fall through so, so, so horribly to the point they said, we won't be able to go up. Here's why. Because the whole purpose of this shlichas, of this mission was nishma, that the Jewish people should understand and comprehend and integrate into their own mind the how to get to Eretz Yisrael and also the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. But that's why once they had to turn on their own seichel, they had to turn on their own intellectual capabilities, now there can be a mistake in how they view it intellectually. Because everything that the Maraglim said was really true. They said that there's giants there. It's true. And they said we're not able to go up. True. Naturally, based on the fortification, based on the strength of the inhabitants of Israel, of Israel they weren't able to go up. Makes sense. So actually, the Meraglim said, you sent us to give our intellectual, not some kind of a miraculous look. You sent us to give a naturalized look at what's going on. We are going to fulfill our mission with integrity, because Meshach Rabbeinu is relying on us to do an honest and authentic appraisal of the land. It's really tough, and we're not going to be able to do it. The people there are too, are too, are, are too strong. What was their mistake? The mistake was that they added a prognosis. They said, we will not be able to go up. In other words, whatever they said was right. They did their mission. They, they reported back honestly, authentically. The mistake was they said that you cannot go up. Meshav never asked them that. Meshav didn't ask them, can we conquer? What are our chances, our odds? He sent to find out what is the way, what's the best way to conquer. According to your intellectual understanding, according to your natural eyes, what's the best way to go about this? Not, can we go about this? It would be the equivalent when a doctor comes and tells a person that a person, God forbid, is not well and he has X amount of time to live. Everything that you went to the doctor for, when a person goes to the doctor, he wants to hear what the situation is, what can be done, what can be remedied. That addendum that sometimes doctors say, you have this and this and this amount to live, this, this is a prognosis that's not in their hands. Maybe they weren't asked to give that. This doesn't say in the Sikha, so I just added that. Let's just, the, the point of the Sikha is that the Shlichus of the, the, of the Meraglim was not to say whether or not, it was to say how. On the contrary, from the, this fact itself that Moshe, who sent them, 
What were you sent to do? You were sent to scout out the land. How to scout out the land? Not can you scout out the land? So if you're being sent by Moshe, that's your shlichas. Obviously, Moshe Rabbeinu, the great commander-in-chief of the Jewish people, sending his forward uh, um, reconnaissance, sending his forward people to find out how to take the land, he obviously thinks you can't take the land. So who are you to come back and say we can't? Because if Moshe Rabbeinu is just saying, well, oh, we can only do it miraculously, so what are you sending miraculous? In other words, so Moshe Rabbeinu says, we can. So why are you coming and saying we can't? Actually, it's not just a, a, a thing that they added that, that, that they shouldn't have added. It's actually, when, by adding that, they show that they totally misread. They're going against their mission. Their mission was to find out how. The Moshe Rabbeinu obviously believes it's possible. But who are you to come back and say not? You just you just went against the commander in chief. You went against the mission you were sent for. Just to comment, you know, when he says that we are able to do it in a natural way, that I said, Moshe Rabbein obviously felt that way. That's why he said the Meraglim about that. That ever says in a, in a Ha'ara, twenty-seven. But let's take into account that Kolev said, "We can really we can go up." And Rashi says, even if it's in heaven, which sounds like it's supernatural. So this is Kalev saying, even according to you guys who say we can't do it naturally, hey, maybe you're right. Even if you're right. Moshe Rabbeinu sent us, obviously we can do it naturally. But even if you guys were right, it doesn't matter. Moshe Rabbeinu sent us, and Hashem wants us to do it, we will go up to, we'll do supernatural. That's just using, getting into their, into their mind, saying even if what you guys are saying is true, still we can do it. But really, the Rebbe is saying that this whole thing was a, a, to bring it into their natural comprehension that they should understand that this is possible. And they, they messed up. They said no. They weren't asked whether yes or no. They were asked how. So now what can we learn from this about our own relationship with Hashem? Hey, Torah is from the expression of teaching. So from this we understand that in Torah there's also the instruction how to protect oneself from the mistake of the Meraglum. How do you do it? So the name of the Seder, according to the Minigisol, according to the custom, is Shlach. Shlach, the very name Shlach is Shlichas. Mission, being sent by, by somebody to do something. A Yid has to know that even when he is busy, even when he occupies himself with the Avedu that Hashem wants from him, which is Nishma, Nasa, obediently we fulfill what Hashem wants, Nishma, we also try and understand and bring it into our own intellectual um, capacity, we have to know that even when it's Ladaitra, even when it's according to your perception, to paraphrase what Hashem said to Meshach Rabbeinu, Shlach Lecha, send Ladaitra, according to your perception, we always have to remember that it's all, this engaging of one's own intellect to understand and integrate the instruction is because it, you were instructed to do, to do that, because you're a Shliach of Meshach. Not because you have a need to understand this matter. No, because Hashem wants that you should integrate this into your own intellect. And what happens then is that even when you turn on your intellect, then you still keep that obedience. That the Seichel will not go and do what the Maraglim did, to come to an opposite outcome to what they set out to do. If you understand that the reason you need to understand and the reason you need to make the Torah um, um, integrated into your own system of understanding is because Hashem wants you to do that, 
then you'll never come to the place where you'll think yourself out of doing what Hashem wants. No, you're a mission, you're a shliach. You're sent by Moshe, you're sent by Hashem to, 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 to try and understand what it is you've agreed to obediently. But you want, try to understand because you're instructed to try and understand. You see, the thing is, seichel is to find out something authentically. That's, seichel really wants objectivity. That's the ultimate of, of a clean intellectual concept, is it has to be objective. You have to put away all your biases and try and figure out the thing, try to connect yourself to the thing you're trying to understand without bias, without personal biases. However, if a person gets trying to understand something, because he has a, a bias, he has a, a, an excitement about a certain thing, he has a pull towards a certain thing. You know what can happen then? Is when he's trying to comprehend something that he really wants, he's not going to think about it objectively. He's going to have, the bias is going to pull him, in particular, um, um, intellectual bribery. into a, it, It's going to take away the objectivity. It's going to be subjective. And he's going to try and fit the reality into the way he wants it, based on his bias. This is one of the this is the explanation one of the explanations of what the what the what the disaster of taking bribery is. Taylor says that taking bribes can will blind the eyes of the wise and will falsify the words of the tzaddikim, the righteous. Well, one second, if Taylor Emes is saying that these are wise people and these are tzaddikim, so why why would they take sheikhat? Why would they take bribery? They're, they're wise and, and and righteous. You can just had them a wad of money, and that's it, they're going to change their mind? No, says the Rebbe, this, this sheikhat is more subtle. It's not just when you take money or something as blatant as that. The person's going to lie. Well, I was paid off, and I'm going to now say something that's not true. No. Sheikhat, bribery, is when you think about the reality not the way it is authentically and objectively, but when you think about it through the prism of your own identity and your own bias. Then, you're not going to come to the true understanding of the thing you're trying to understand objectively. You're going to understand it based on your own, the way your own interests twist and, 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 and move and color your, your, so to speak, intellect. And this was what was happening about the Miraglim. But the Miraglim, they didn't have the bittle to measure them. They didn't have the bittle to remember that they're there on a mission and even when their their mission is to use their intellect, but that's because it's the mission to use their intellect. It's not that all of a sudden their intellect can come and override the mission. No, their intellect is turned on as part of the mission. And since they felt their own identity without having re retaining that special feeling of being sent, of the shlichus, of being agents of Meshach Rabbeinu. So therefore, they themselves were biased. When, and therefore, they, when they saw the, the giants, they became terrified. They said, we thought of ourselves like little grasshoppers. And once they saw themselves from that perspective, that was something like bribery. Now, it moved their whole intellectual process into, we cannot go up. In other words, they, 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 they processed the information that they saw of the strong people and so on. They were meant to process it, but they processed it not retaining that feeling that their whole processing of it, their whole understanding of it is because Moshe wants them to understand, but 
because somehow they're people of great stature, they're people, they're great analysts. So they turned on their analytical skills, but then when they saw the great giants there, now they're personally frightened, and now their intellect is telling them, we cannot do this. If one retains, however, that, that, that understanding, that is a shliach, shlach, as the Pasuk says, he's a sent, Shluch Islam Kamay say the messenger, the agent of somebody is just like himself. So Shliak doesn't have his own identity. His whole Mitzis is the Mitzis of the one who sent him. And in this case itself is the Shliach of Moshe. And Moshe Rabbeinu is authenticity, is MS, truth. And if you remain connected to Moshe Rabbeinu, in other words, to Moshe Rabbeinu of truth, and you don't take one step away from him, and you think the entire time that you're going on Moshe's shlichas, then you don't get biased. Then you don't take barbary. And then you fulfill the shlichas of scouting out the land, which requires thought how to do it. You really have to comprehend what's going on there, the ins and outs of the land. But you'll do it properly and wholesomely. And then you'll say the land is great. And this will bring also to the future conquering of the land, with all of its expanded borders, till we'll have the fulfillment of the promise of the prophets of in the Torah, that Hashem will even expand the borders further than what they ever were. With the coming of Mashiach, so the Rebbe is telling us here that, yeah, our, our, our intellect needs to be turned on, but it needs to be turned on as messengers, as instructed, we, we obediently turn on our intellectual machinery because Hashem wants us to. But because we're doing it as, 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 as agents of Hashem, it never goes out of the parameters of what Hashem wants. It never takes us to a place where we could think ourselves out of doing the right thing. Because the whole thought process is from within the context that that's what Hashem wants, but it's, it's founded on Nasa. We will do. That's why, Nishma, that's why we will try and understand. We will turn on our intellectual capacities, because Hashem wants us to. And if that's the case, you'll always stay on the right path. Thank you.